You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast, an number one publication and resource for the Internet of Things. I'm your host, Ryan Chacon. If you are watching this episode on YouTube, we would truly appreciate it if you would give this video a like and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to us on a podcast directory, please feel free to subscribe to the channel so you get the latest episodes as soon as they are out. All right, on today's episode, we have Jan Hendrik Moremetz, the CEO of Crackle. They are a company that helps startups and enterprises achieve business success with unmanned platforms and IoT products. Um, great conversation. We talk a lot about micro mobility in the IoT space, talk about different solutions across um, a couple different areas of IoT. Uh, we talk about last mile delivery. What does it mean? What does the evolution look like of last mile delivery, which is a phrase I'm sure many of you have heard many times. Um, we also talk about different challenges that are facing in the space, uh, the component shortages and other things alike. Um, so all in all, great conversation. I think we get a lot of value out of it. But before we get into it, any of you out there are looking to enter the fast growing and profitable IoT market, but don't know where to start? Check out our sponsor, Leverage. Leverage's IoT solutions development platform provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Jan, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week. Yeah, hi, Ryan. It's, it's good to be here. Absolutely. You want to kick it off by just doing a quick introduction about yourself and tell us a little bit more about you? Uh, sure, yeah. So uh, I'm Jan. Uh, I'm currently the CEO of a product design company called Krakul, which uh, we've been doing for nine years now. And uh, we're focused on IoT applications and autonomous platforms. Um, and that's really where we have all of our pedigree. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about the company and if you could share a little bit more about um, kind of any projects that or use cases that you're more actively involved in just to kind of give our, our audience a little bit of, of detail there. So in uh, 2013, a childhood friend of mine uh, basically started designing PCBs or like electronics for a couple of companies. One of them is uh, Bikekeep, which is uh, like they say they enable uh, micro mobility so they build like smart bike locks uh, e-scooter uh, charging stations and so on and then a like a military surveillance uh, drone company called three out systems um, so both of those companies were founded at basically the same time and then uh, we started designing electronics for them and it sort of grew from there organically and we've been involved in like a number of uh, last mile delivery projects, both like autonomous or just like um, terminals. I don't know even sure. <laughs> how to describe them, uh, but just like very, like very different projects. We've uh, last year we shipped a camera, which is going to the moon next year hopefully, oh, wow. on a NASA mission. So as Fantastic. I said, like very uh, big variety. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so one of the topics I wanted to talk to you about um, is around micro mobility in IoT and kind of how that fits together. Can you, for our audience's sake, just explain what micro mobility means, and then also start diving a little bit more into kind of how IoT is playing a role in that? I think that like the best uh, 
definition I could come up with on the spot would be it's um, figuring out a way how a, one single person goes from point A to point B. And it's okay. sort of a bit like agnostic to what you use for uh, transport. Uh, it could be uh, an Uber or uh, an e-bike or an e-scooter. It's just you choose whatever fits you most at that point. So I guess Bird, Lime, uh, Uber, just uh, any bicycle. Hmm. And and how is kind of the IoT technology playing a role in that space? Hmm. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, without like even GPS and uh, mobile networks, something like Bird or Lime would not be feasible at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and really, uh, moving one one person is uh, is only a part of the equation. I think another part is perhaps we could even uh, reduce the number of trips required by like different uh, last mile delivery applications uh, and sort of meeting somewhere in the middle where every errand you have to run or uh, every place you have to be is not a question of sitting inside uh, an internal combustion engine vehicle uh, right. and driving somewhere. So we've actually, we've had guests in the past kind of mentioned last mile delivery, um, but it's really never been explained in detail and kind of, we never really dove into it too much. Can you just kind of talk to our audience about what last mile delivery really means? Um, what, what kind of, what's the evolution of last mile delivery looked like kind of, over time, like as to where we are now and, and what we can do now that we maybe couldn't do years ago, given the new technologies that are enabled? Uh, yeah, I think maybe going back, uh, I guess at first last mile delivery wasn't really uh, solved at all because you had to go to the post office to receive whatever you ordered. Right, right. Uh, and then like from there, it, you could order something um, where like USPS would bring it to your house and leave it somewhere down to where today uh, we have autonomous robots driving around our uh, capital, bringing people food from uh, dark stores. Um, just uh, if you order food, it's delivered to you by robot mm-hmm. or... Um, right. I guess this isn't really that popular in the US, but here we have like four or five different uh, companies that offer uh, parcel like terminals where whatever you order is put into a machine, which only you can access then like on your way home. Oh, right. Like a uh, storage locker. Yeah. Yeah. Basically yep, like that. Yep. Uh, yep, I think yep, Amazon yep. was also. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, and yeah, just robots driving around, bringing you stuff. Uh, it's, it's. I, I think it's like fascinating compared to uh, Amazon does. Like, a person brings you something, yeah, uh, and they do it the yep. same day. Right, uh, right, right, right. Well, there's a lot of is... there's a lot of logistics and kind of components to making that run efficiently. I would imagine. So what is kind of in your mind besides the people being bringing things like the the physical person the robots even drones being able to deliver things that last mile what's really changed about the um the data 
the systems that have been built in order to enable this to be something that's even possible? Um, I think both uh, in terms of like computer vision, uh, running slam algorithms on like smaller and smaller power budgets uh, is a game changer. And just the ubiquity of uh, GPS or uh, GNSS systems Mm -hmm. uh, and really all the like the sensor fusion in between because uh, I remember working on uh, some projects where dead running or like without um, absolute uh, positioning it just it it would be impossible uh, but to going to now where the infrastructure supports millions of devices that are always aware of uh, where they are and where they need to be uh, is is just amazing and and also maybe um, optimizing every single part of the chain to where uh, robots are loaded by robots um, instead of like huge warehouse complexes being run by people. Absolutely. And then since this is a pretty interesting application in the smart city space, how, what other, um, I guess from your experience in the projects you've worked on or had exposure to, where have you seen other areas of smart cities um, kind of evolving, like leading use cases? Where is that kind of market at right now, given where maybe people thought it would be? Um, that kind of thing. Just kind of curious your thoughts on the smart city space in general. Uh, well, a company I'm involved with is uh, developing and, and we've uh, deployed uh, devices for uncontrolled uh, pedestrian crossings where we're working on um, using radar and camera to uh, detect collisions or, I guess, possible collisions in the future to um, uh, notify the uh, pedestrian and the driver of like uh, an impending, uh, impending collision and to warn them on that. Uh, really like gathering information on um, how people move around cities, uh, what their speeds are, what the dangers are, and so on. Um, then we've built a couple of different projects for uh, like bike locks, uh, e-scooter uh, locks, or like uh, parking stations. And uh, people movers as well, like just buses. Uh, right. right. Uh, uh, on-demand uh, public transport, I think they call it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. really a lot of very different things happening in this space right now. Yeah, it's a very exciting space if you kind of think about it of what potentially could be done. Um, I think there's a lot of hurdles for smart city adoption technologies depending on the city itself and um, the infrastructure in place, The um, how tech savvy are the people making the decisions in in this in the space? What kind of ROI are they looking for? What's their budget look like? What's the process for getting things even approved? So it's a very interesting space to kind of keep an eye on because it reflects or affects um, many many people uh, as these different technologies and solutions are kind of deployed out in the world that are interacted with by the citizens. Mm, definitely, I think uh, globalization has led to a situation where. Uh, local municipalities are uh, competing against each other to like pull in, especially tech workers around the world, and to make a very livable space for them. And uh, even from my hometown, which is a university town, I can see 
just how much effort they put into making sure that the, the quality of life is there so that when the, the tech workers uh, come and bring their families, they would want to stay. And I think this is really pushing forward um, sort of the quality of life for uh, all of us, you know, wherever we live. Absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, so one thing I wanted to kind of shift our conversation a little bit to is just generally speaking from your perspective and point of view, what are some of the biggest challenges that are facing the industry right now when it comes to IoT that, you know, just from your side of things, where are you seeing the biggest challenges? I mean, the component shortages, um, integration, um, things like that. Like what, what is really standing out from the work in the work you do from a challenges perspective that maybe the customers of yours are facing as challenges? And then generally speaking, what advice are, is there from your side that could help these companies or individuals overcome those challenges that you're seeing to kind of help things move forward? Uh, well, component shortages, I don't, honestly, I don't, for my own like mental health uh, reasons, I don't <laughs> even want to get into it because it's, it's really bad, but uh, it is manageable. It's just, it's uh, such low added value work that it gets depressing, but uh I found it it can be quite difficult to make users understand the value of what you're doing. And that's really where engineers need to find the more, uh, uh, like where engineering and marketing has to work together. There's no point in building something that no one wants to use. But also there's, uh, I think if you're on the cutting edge of things, the onus is on you to also uh, like train your buyers or uh, introduce your solution to them in a way uh, where they they can grasp the value. So uh, I think a lot of really interesting projects fail in marketing, not in engineering. Uh, which Absolutely. yeah, like that's been my focus. Yeah, that's been my focus. Kind of try to um, like liaise between uh, engineers and and the end users and to right. find what. Right like good design principles because IOT is uh, it's apps, it's uh, things you can't even see a lot of the times it's infrastructure. It's uh, maybe millions of devices around the world. And it's, it's just so like, it has so many different facets that all have to work together. And in the end, they have to provide some measurable value to a person. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, have you kind of, I guess, what, what advice do you have for companies looking to kind of get started on the journey of bringing solutions, any kind of IoT-related things to the market or just adoption in general? Any kind of general advice out there for people on how to approach? Just uh, tooting my own horn, but you can always <laughs> ask me uh, or uh, just uh, ask anyone uh, smarter or someone who's gone down the path before. Um, okay. But I think it's it's iteration and testing. That's that's yeah. all it is. I totally agree with you. Yeah, um, I think that's a big part of it. I think the uh, having a clear understanding of what what problem you're trying to solve, finding the right people to help you build it, run a pilot correctly, scale. You know, and then get get to eventually get to scale. But there are a lot of pieces, like you said, the testing, the iteration that happens in between, and making sure all the right components are are put in place, the infrastructure is correct. And as well as making sure that it fits the ROI that the company is looking for, um, which is not always the case. But there's a lot of options now when it comes to connectivity, hardware, software, all the different pieces are, there's so many different options that you should be able to find something that fits to be able to solve your use case in almost any situation. So 
Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a very exciting space to be part of. For, to your point a second ago about asking you follow-up questions, uh, for our audience out there who wants to potentially learn more, follow up, and ask any questions um, about anything we talked about today or just learn more about the company, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, just contact me on email, jan at crockle.eu, or uh, find our website. There's a nice little box you can write in. Fantastic. Um, well, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Um, this is um, being able to kind of talk about the smart city space, talk about micromobility, talk about last mile delivery. Those are all things we've kind of touched on in, in episodes. Some we have dove a little further in, but definitely micromobility and last mile delivery we haven't talked a lot about. Um, I think it's something that we're all affected by or interact with on a regular basis. We just maybe don't think about it in those terms. Um, so I, I think it's a, a very exciting space and I'm really looking forward to kind of the evolution of it. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you before I let you go here is on the company side of things, on, on the Crackle side, is there anything new and exciting or anything happening on in the coming weeks or months that we should be on the lookout for to kind of stay in touch and kind of follow along? Hmm. Actually, we try to post uh, as much uh, news as we can. Really, we're dependent on our uh, clients and we try to sort of follow up uh, follow with and, and echo their uh, own marketing strategies, but there's yep. Should be news coming in a couple of months at least. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll be sure to link this up with uh, or link the website and everything I have going on um, in the description in, in the copy we write for this. So, um, so yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, it was great chatting with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a future guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.